everybody if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more you can make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, so welcome back. My name is uh, Josh Maria, and I have a guest here with me today. Uh, yeah, my name is Dallas Hernandez. Um, so wow. we, we, we got a... So today's, today's episode is actually going to be specifically on uh, divorce in the military and how it affects some service members and actually the damage it can cause to either their career or their mental selves, right? So Especially the career part. So Dallas here is actually down with talking with me about this topic. So the topic today is actually going to be divorce, all right? Um, so Dow, right? You just call me Dallas, buddy. <laughs> so Dallas. But. So if, I'm, if, I, if I just can just straight for the first question, it's going to be how, how did it make you feel? For the divorce itself, what what happened? Well, it, there's different stages to it. In the beginning, obviously, it kind of sucked, you know, because we have a child together, you know, so that makes it very difficult, you know. But but now, once you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, it it makes you appreciate yourself more and what you did. Does that make sense? No. Well, yeah. No, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, and obviously, in the in the military, relationships are a little bit harder. Oh, definitely. Um, Most definitely. With the long hours and the deployments and the field problems and fucking whatever else, you know, obviously you're going to spend more time at work than you are at home. And I believe me, I know that. I've been married six years, only been home about two. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're, when you're looking at, when, when it comes down to your feelings part, obviously the military, I feel, is for a lot of people, it desensitizes them, especially as men, because we're told to keep pushing forward, do what you got to do. Throw some dirt in and keep moving. Yeah. So... In that aspect, right, on the military side of it, how did your, the divorce in general, make you feel in the beginning? Like I said, you know, it sucked in the beginning, but, you know, once once I let go of all my self-destructive behaviors, you know, and started focusing on my career, I was doing a lot better. You know what, actually, that's what I want to talk about, um, the self-destructive behaviors. So, mm-hmm. like, what was your reaction to this? Like, what happened? What happened? Uh, well, I started drinking very heavily. Uh, for example, uh, you know how veterans or whoever like to joke and say we'll have a shower beer or whatever. Yeah. Well, I had a shower handle. Wow. Yeah. So drinking definitely took a part, a huge mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. in what was going on with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because, you know, obviously other substances, we're not going to name any names, are of the illegal state. You know what I mean? So like alcohol is one of the only things that I could have turned to to alter my state of mind. And to get me out of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. So that that that's well, that's interesting <coughs> because like I know a lot of people that do go through divorce. They have different methods. Some are extremely self-destructive. Some just let it go. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this was something that was uh, meant to be self-destructive, or was it already in a place where it was okay that it already went away? Oh, what my reaction to it? Yeah, your reaction. Oh, it was definitely self-destructive. Okay. Most definitely. Um. All right. So I, I don't want to bring in anything, but currently right now mm-hmm. you are facing some charges or whatever Article 15, mm-hmm. and you are now going through your punishment phase. Yes. So 
obviously, it, there was a something happened after this divorce that caused all this stuff to go down, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the emotional state that you were in and how exactly your leadership handled your emotional state. Whether it be good or bad, I just want to know, like, the, what, what troubles did you have? Let's start there. What troubles did you have emotionally that you felt your leaders didn't help you with? Well, sleep, first of all, that's most uh, most important in that aspect because you can't, you know, if you can't sleep, you can't work, you can't work, you can't fight, especially in our in our profession, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you can't think straight because of either substance abuse or lack of sleep, which in my case, I have both, um, and it just, it wasn't working for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the beginning, I was very self-destructive. I blamed everything on everybody else. It wasn't their fault, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I was just mad over shit that I could not change, so, if that made sense. No, it, it does. So, in the Army, we have we have behavior health, right? Mm-hmm. So, what, with behavior health itself, did you feel like you needed to go? Uh, and In the beginning, no, because like you said, you know, we're men, we rub dirt in it, we keep moving. Yeah. Right? That's how society, not only just the military, but society as a whole has taught us, as far as men goes, to deal with our shit, you know? I don't know how another way to say it. No, I mean, fuck this. So, like, with that being said, no, I did not want to go. And actually, I was, um, fun fact, my NCO at the time uh, drove to my house and told me if I didn't go to behavioral health or ASAP, which is the alcohol substance abuse program, for those of you who don't know, um... If I didn't go self-enroll myself by noon the next day, then I was going to get command referred. Well, and command referred obviously puts that... It, it, it's a force. It, it looks, tells you. Yeah, it looks it really looks bad. bad. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, you're so open to talk about that because oh, the mental side is always the hardest, mm-hmm. um, especially to a bunch of strangers that could or could not be listening. It doesn't really matter at this right. point. Um, something else I wanted to go ahead and talk about. So coping mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. I personally have very bad coping mechanisms, but I've worked on it. Mm-hmm. What were your coping mechanisms at the time? Like, while you were trying to figure everything out, what were your coping mechanisms? Uh, alcohol, for sure. Friends. Okay. Most definitely music. Okay. Uh, and my daughter, of course. Yeah, no, you of know? course. Um, that goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, without, without those things, honestly, I probably wouldn't be here. To be real with you. No, no, um, that, that's good. I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because obviously within uh, the next few weeks, we will be talking about uh, 22 a day to suicide mm-hmm. that goes on with the military members. Um, we we have a lot of problems here in the military, not, not just men, but I'm specifically staying on men mm-hmm. because so I was an infantry guy for about five years until I got medically reclassed. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Anytime you were hurt in the infantry world, you were treated like garbage, no matter how good of a soldier you were. So because I got hurt due to my actual doing my job, um, I I was treated badly, right? And now that I have a new MOS, it's a little bit different. But at the same time, you were told if you went to behavioral health, if you went to, uh, um, you know, sick call... You were you were automatically called a shitbag. That was mm-hmm. that was your name. Mm-hmm. There was or a sick call ranger or whatever. You went one time. That was it, right? So, I I understand where you're coming from. I, I like the fact that you did go to EBH, right? I like the fact that you did go talk to somebody when you needed to, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad you weren't forced to do so. Do you think that your coping mechanisms that you had during that during that time affected your career severely? 
or not? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, because one, you know, uh, they basically took away the only thing that I felt or thought that I needed at the time. And what was that? Alcohol. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was one of the only things that I, that can make me happy because obviously, uh, my soon-to-be ex-wife and my daughter were not here. They were 501 miles away in Alabama. That's an exact number there. It is. It is. Burned into my memory, man. Burned into your memory. It's a consistent Mm -hmm. movement. Um, So, you know, with that being said, when they took that away from me, I felt lost. And therapy, honestly, coming from somebody who was directly on the other side of the fence saying, oh, depression doesn't exist. You just want it for drugs or pills or whatever. Like, you go to the doctor because... You're a junkie. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean... Like, that was me, I'd say, about four, four or five years ago. That okay. was my mindset because I just thought it, was, it wasn't it was a thing. But it's just one of those things you have to understand to go through it. Or you have to go through it to understand yeah, it. Yeah. And no, that's that's fine. That back. That's the point. It's a conversation. Yeah. Um, um, I, so, I, I had a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. Right. So, when, when it comes down to the way your leadership handled your... The aftermath of it all, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like military leadership? Let's let's go for let's let's go with a general statement, not throw out any names, anything like that, right? Oh yeah, no, we're not throwing out any names. So, general statements, right? Do you believe that the military, um, the leadership currently right now in the military, do you think that they're benef- they're helping the soldiers, or do you feel what what is it you feel? It's well. It also just comes down to your personal leadership. You know what I'm saying? If they're good people or not. Because I did have uh, my commanding officer at the time. Actually, um, was he was my best friend when it came to that. Okay. Like he he check on me every day. Uh, asked me if I need anything or asked what he could do to help. But on the flip side of that, you know my senior NCO leadership were pieces of shit. They were okay. Like, if I come to you for help because I don't have the answers to this, because one, I'm new here. Yeah. Right? This was within the first, like, year of me being here, or in the Army, really. Wow. Or two years in the Army. So, like, first duty station, I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah if I go to you and ask you questions, and you've been in 18, 19 years, and you tell me to go fuck myself, like... Then it, it, it changes. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. we're, there, there's a disconnect between... So I, I, I see it personally. I've been in for seven years now. So I grew up a little bit differently than some people that just came in recently. And other people who's grown up way different than I did. Um, so there is a lack of change. But the Army is changing now. They, they are attempting a change now. Um, do you feel like older leadership that refused to change should still be in the military? Yes and no. Because, Why? well... Yes, because you've done your time, and obviously I don't want to see you lose, like, your retirement or your benefits or whatever, you know, because you've earned that. You know, you've earned your stripes. But no, because, like you said, it is a a changing army, right? And and they just, it's one of those things to where it's like, rub some dirt in it, keep it moving, because I did it. So so that's what I wanted to bring it back to, right? You see what I'm saying? So if we're we're talking about... So do you think that nowadays, right, the older leadership, which um, if you're in the military, you're, un- you're you would understand what I mean by older leadership or senior leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, they are mentally s- fixated on what they used to do? Yes. And they're not willing to. They're setting their ways, so to speak. They're setting their ways. So you can't teach an old dog new tricks is what, what it is. Exactly. So mentally, 
with the soldiers, right? I, I, I personally had a few soldiers who's had um, issues with EBH and, mm-hmm. and issues with, with alcoholism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when they did come for help, um, there were times where, you know, senior leadership would tell them to fuck off. Mm-hmm. They, they tell them to, to suck it up, be a man. And that's my, my, the biggest thing I wanted to hit today, especially with divorce. And I know we really didn't talk too much about the divorce, but the effects of it. Mm-hmm. So the effects of everything that did go down, right? right um, well, divorce was just a catalyst for change. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, and it was, it was not a very good change at all, you know, because obviously that destroyed my mental state. You know, I know you've told me you've never been through a divorce, so yeah. you can't really possibly relate. No, no, pets, no. But, yeah. You know, at the same time, like it destroys you as a person. And that, and that's why we're having this it conversation does. to to inform mm-hmm. other people. Um, and it's and it's horrible because, like, like I said, I had I have had good leadership, and I've also had shitty leadership. And especially when it comes to to your health, you know what I'm saying, or your, or your mental health, there. The, the way that your your physical state is, or the way that your spiritual state is, or what you know, whatever. Like therapy, I recommend therapy to everybody. I really do. Like when you sit here and you talk about it, for me, it uh, it makes you feel better, you know. And not only that, you you don't know who you're talking to. Maybe somebody you are talking to has gone through what you're going through, yeah. and can possibly relate to you. So I'm going to ask you something that um, I'm pretty sure they ask you every day that you walk into EBH mm. uh, and you may or may not have lied because, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of us lie so we don't have to go through that stuff. Yeah. Um, have you ever contemplated the idea of suicide? Oh, absolutely. Why? Why? Because one, uh, I felt like I wasn't good enough and I felt like I had nothing. You understand? Okay. Like, my daughter's name's tattooed on my forearm for a reason. Yeah. So when shit gets hard, obviously I can look down and see it and, and remember on why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but with that being said, like, yeah, it's it's not, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. You know, nor do I wish that upon anybody, but absolutely, yeah. So if you don't mind, uh, if we could dig a little deeper into that, right? Okay. Did you have a plan? Yeah. What was your plan? To overdose. To just overdose, just go all out. On something that people who really know me know that I hate. See what I'm saying? So no, it's yeah. more of a statement. Like a, like a, that's what I'm looking for. Mm, like cut a, your nose off despite their face type stuff. Yeah, well, kind of. It's more of like, like if you knew me and you knew like how I died, if I was going to do it like that and, and commit suicide and yeah. how I did it, you would know that that's not him. On mo- so, you know what I mean? So in the military, right? Um, it, or as a guy in general, well, let's stick with the military. Do you believe that um, at any point, that there were multiple points that you felt like you wanted to commit suicide or was there just that one time? It was just, it was that one time, but that was way before the military. But I mean, yeah, I did, I did want to die, you know, after, you know, I found out everything I found out, which is, which has led to my divorce, you know, but once again, you know, I have, I have people who depend on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if I can't do it for them, then nobody else will. Yeah. So, but as far as leadership goes, and, and I know we keep going back to this, but it's a, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing because they, like, you literally go to behavioral health one time. One time. For anything. Whether yeah. it's just therapy, whether it's to talk to somebody about your fucking addictions or, you know, to take classes on your addictions like I had to. It, it doesn't matter what it's for. It's the fact of you go in there and now 
Like you, you feel like you're mis- you're treated differently. You, well, you're looked at differently, also. Yeah. But in more of a passive aggressive way. Where they they don't they're, they're working on eggshells around you instead of no. understanding that you needed help. Or it's, or it's not even that. Like like I've had people look at me differently when they found that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like They're not gonna straight up say it to my face because, you know, you have like EO and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um. It was it was more passive aggressive. I will say that that's definitely true. And not only that, I mean, you can depending on what you want to do in the military, some of your opportunities can go away. Like if you want to go SF and you go to behavioral health, you're considered a liability. Yeah. Which means you no longer have that option. Yeah, and it, it takes it takes those things away yeah. from you. And I don't I don't agree with that. Well, I mean, look, we 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 spent a lot of time talking about um the, these specific key points. You know, we talked about how you felt. We talked about you know, where the divorce led you to. So if I had to ask, right? Right. Well, I'm probably going to. So right. now where we are, this current state, where you are, um, after most of the stuff that you've gone through has already passed over and where you're sitting, where, where, what are you, where are you at emotionally right now? Where am I emotionally? Well, you know, things are changing for me as far as like my career goes. So I'm excited, but I'm terrified at the same time. Because I've never been in this position before. I've never had these kind of opportunities before. Um, and, you know, like I said earlier, I have people who depend on me. And if I fail, then I fail them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's a huge, uh, like, boost in, I'm not going to say confidence, but motivation. That's the word. Okay, motivation. You know what I'm that's the motivation to do better and to be better. And I think we all need to find our motivation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? For me, it's my daughter. For you, my it's probably your kids. You know yeah, what I'm no, saying? it is. It's my kids, mm-hmm. my wife. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I thank God I've never had, the, you know, the, the divorce situation. But, I, you know, obviously yeah. there are people out there who has, uh, you know, they're sitting here. Right. Um, but look, man, I, I, I so for the, you know, we're, there's going to be a couple of episodes today that we're going to be talking about. Um, so there should be about three episodes today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Yeah, we gotta write them out first. <laughs> but uh, I, I do, I do like the idea of what I'm doing here, and I want to continue to do it. And oh yeah, I love the idea. Yeah, expand I out because I, I feel like military members we have a lot to fucking say, but we don't get to say it because of you know we don't know who to say it to these days. Now that leadership has been so yeah. leadership in the military has obviously been an issue. Um, look at Fort Hood. Uh, Fort Bragg has been having some issues itself. Right now is the time to start fixing these issues internally. And I believe in one main thing, and I hope every single person who's listening to this podcast takes this. Toxic leaders create toxic soldiers who who become toxic leadership. So if I were, if I were you guys, if you know someone in the military, if you are just a man or woman who wants some insight on the military, their health men's health in general i i would i would encourage you to pass this along i would encourage you to to understand that we can stop toxic leadership and i also want to make a solid point i want to interrupt you but if you're a toxic leader and you're listening to this it's you're affecting more than you think you are you understand like it's it's like you have the power to to really influence a life and to be better for themselves and for yourself and it's like if you continue to be toxic you know why 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 breed uh why breed hate out of 
Right. Hey, you know what I mean? It makes no sense. No, I, I agree. It makes no sense. Toxicity is toxicity, no matter how you look at it. Exactly. And is if people don't understand that, especially nowadays. Well, look, that's a solid episode um, for for today, for right now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The, 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 so this is uh, Josh Maria signing off, and I hope that I, you know, you guys enjoy it and continue to share. Thank you. Thank you, guys.